everybody, welcome to Top Loaders Cardcast, brought to you by Blitz Brothers. I'm Ray. Uh, this is Chad. This podcast will be all about cards, not just collecting, but everything card-related. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Top Loaders Pod. You can also catch us on email. Uh, shoot an email to toploaderscards at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, this is our opening uh, card cast or podcast as it may be. So we want to introduce ourselves first and tell you a little bit about ourselves. Uh, Chad, do you want to go ahead and start and introduce yourself? Tell us about you and, and how, you know, how you got into collecting cards and, and what you do now. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm an, uh, 35 years old. I'm an educator. Um, I've been a coach. Um, those are, that's kind of been my career. I started collecting cards just when I was really young in the 90s. Didn't really have a an idea. I just bought cards because it was a cool thing to do back in the day when I was younger. So as I got older, I put those cards into like binders and they were always put away. Always kind of in my garage. I always knew I had them, but never really knew what cards I had. And so once we got into the pandemic, when everything was shut down, I couldn't coach. Uh, we were teaching from home. I couldn't really go anywhere. I went back in the garage and looked those cards up and kind of learned more about this hobby, which has really taken off during the pandemic. And it's just crazy. You know, you go to stores and the, the shelves are cleaned out in five minutes and those things. And so um, it's an exciting hobby. It's something I spend a lot of time on when I'm not working, going through my cards currently, you know, being in, in razes and, and drawings on Facebook groups or online or whatever it may be. So just an exciting exciting hobby to be in and it's something i do a lot of so i think doing this podcast and getting our information and just having a conversation about cars you know um and really getting some some good things out there for people to listen to yeah absolutely i think my story is very similar to yours chad i'm a little older than you i'm in my 40s i'm also an educator you know, i got into card collecting in the late 80s i wasn't quite a teenager yet but i loved sports i just absolutely love sports i listened to the radio i opened the newspaper i read the box scores every day you know i i just love sports so and at that time you could go into virtually any store and get a pack of cards i mean everywhere had them which is why we now call it the junk wax era and we'll try to talk a little more about that further on in this podcast but I got super into collecting cards, trading cards with my friends. I didn't know a lot about like anything card related. I just knew the guys I liked, and it was kind of more of a pure thing at that time. It was, you know, you just collect the guys you liked. You didn't care if it was a rookie card or an insert. It was just, hey, you know, this is Dan Marino, and he's my favorite player, and I collected his card. And you trade with your friends for their favorite players and that kind of thing. And, you know, a little bit different than you, I never really fully left the hobby. I, I continued to collect cards, but at a much smaller level, just because as I got older, you know, I didn't have the money. I was married. I was I was raising kids and I didn't really have the opportunity to, to buy cards as much and, and spend time on them. But I would pick them up here and there at the yard sales or, you know, if I was at a store and I thought about it, I'd, I'd grab a pack or whatever. So I've got cards ranging from 1988, you know, probably some cards through every year up until now. But again, like you, when the pandemic hit, I was teaching from home and looking for something to do. And I started to just get more into going through my old cards and started wanting to go buy some cards. And I, I went to the stores and realized I couldn't just go buy cards, you know, like 
there was no retail on the on the shelves. So you know that got me kind of interested, and I did a lot of research. Started to kind of really think about you know why why is there no cards on the shelf, and, which kind of leads me to the first subject I wanted to talk about today in this in this card cast. You know, I see some things in my Facebook groups and talking to friends and stuff, and a lot of people think we're headed to or in the middle of you know junk wax era 2.0 what are your thoughts on that chad have you had put much thought into whether we're overproducing cards or you know what what do you think you know i've thought a lot about that um i kind of like the fact that i can go to a store and the cards are not always there right so I like that fact that tells me that maybe we're not overprinting, but now as we get into um, here in 2022, the second half, I think there's more cards available on the shelves. I see a ton of baseball at times. You know, your typical cards, football, um, basketball, those are kind of the first ones to go. Um, but as I've kind of got back into this hobby, I really focused and kind of honed in on the cards that I want, right? And typically that's not retail for me. Um, That's why I buy into these breaks and try to get those numbered cards or really search for autographs or go on eBay or buy groups or buy from Facebook groups. And so on on that hand, um, I like that fact. I don't want it to get so popular that we do overprint and then all these there's a ton of base cards out there and and those things and so i'm really kind of collecting some of those numbered some of those rookie parallels um autographs obviously um memorabilia cards so those are kind of the things i'm looking at i think we may get into a point where um we do get overprinted and and we get into this junk wax 2.0 but I also think that that first time around, we didn't have the autographed cards or the memorabilia cards as much. So um, I think getting into that, it may happen again, but I think we're better prepared in that there's going to be some numbered cards and also those autographs that people search for and in, in some of those things. Yeah, I think you bring up some really, really great points with that. You know, I think you're right. I think we are maybe headed a little bit to, to um junk wax 2.0 with our base cards and and especially with fanatics kind of purchasing or or getting the the exclusive rights to uh, all these different leagues some of these other companies are going to be producing trying to make the money right now when they can but like you said those parallels those numbered cards those autographs those patches all those kind of things that we didn't have at the time that are sort of a limited run i think you're going to keep us uh, a little bit out of that junk wax era where you know those cards are still going to hold some some monetary value i think you know cards still hold a value i've got some of my favorite cards or junk wax era cards and they still hold some personal value but when you're talking about monetary value i think that some of those kind of cards are going to still hold monetary value um, so i think you know that's the way that that we're going to avoid junk wax 2.0 uh, but i do think that we are some of these companies are overproducing i see you know you know tops 2022 top series one is literally everywhere i go um and and it was kind of the same way with 2021 top series one i can buy them anywhere and everywhere so you know those sort of base cards are not going to have much value but 
again, looking at the parallels and all those things, those are where the value is going to be on those. <clears throat> Excuse me. A little bit different from you, I actually do still enjoy retail. And part of that is because I, I have an 11-year-old, and he likes to open carts with me. And so, you know, being able to pick up some retail fairly cheap uh, and have him be able to open those with me is, is enjoyable for me. You know, it, it, when he pulls a, a couple days ago, he pulled the 2022 uh, uh, Topps Heritage Blue Sparkle Wander Franco and just watching him kind of light up from that. It's a, you know, maybe a hundred and. $20 card or whatever, but he's like super excited. He's still talking about that today. and he, he, So he's pretty into that. So yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely exciting. I think with me and maybe this will be a topic for another show, but from my point, point of view, I'm not going to buy cards to really resell them. I kind of got to the point where I just want to buy the cards that, that I want for my PC, right? Whatever it may be. Um, you know, I might buy a, a, a random pack or something um, here and there, but really, I've got I've gotten to the point where I got all these cards, base cards, other cards from when I bought packs previously that I just don't know what I'm even going to do with. They're just taking up space on my shelf. They're not really worth a ton, but so I'm kind of getting to the point where I just want to buy the buy the cards that I want for my PC. I'll get into breaks and I'll only buy Buffalo Bills as a team, right? Because that's the team that I PC, and so it was. I did. I do like seeing them on the shelves, but I just can't bring myself to buy them because I think to myself, what am I going to do with all those cards uh, that I don't want? No, I, I absolutely see that point. That's a really valid point. You know, I think what we do, my son and I together, we actually take those cards that we don't PC. You and I actually have some pretty several, uh, similar PCs. You know, Justin Herbert is one that I know you both, you and I PC, and you're pretty pretty heavily coveting one of my PSA 10s I've got him, actually. Uh, yeah, that, that there's a couple of them. Burst. Uh, anyhow, you know, uh, so we, we do PC, but so what we do is we take some of those cards like that. That Wander Franco is not a PC of ours, but we're going to be able to turn that around, sell that, and buy some cards that we do PC together. Um, and, you know, my son also actually loves uh, Justin Herbert. So we resell in order to buy what we want. Hey, speaking of uh, Justin Herbert uh, tens, don't we have a giveaway or something we're going to do here on this first episode we want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. we do, actually. We're going to give away a slab card. I'm going to give away one of my slabs of Justin Herbert. It's an SGC 10, not a PSA. Um, and we're going to give that away to one of our lucky Twitter followers. So if you want to go on to Twitter and add us or follow us, I guess as the case may be, at TopLoadersPod at top loaders pod if you follow us and retweet this podcast you will then be eligible to win on next week's show one of the sgc 10 uh justin herbert slabs i've got it's uh it's gonna be a nice little slab for you uh it, it's just gonna be the first of many giveaways we have but yeah that's a great lead in we are gonna give that away yeah so please make sure if you do follow us get it out to your card groups want to get people talking about the the hobby of collecting cards we know it's a hot topic you know we just want to want to talk about it we want to hear from you guys as well about you know things that you want to talk about or things that are going on because we don't we won't claim to ever know everything about cards and so it's just a fun hobby that something i that can kind of takes takes you know part of each one of my days and so i just want to talk about it and 
hear what other people have to say about it as well. Absolutely. I'm never going to claim to know everything there is. You know, I'm actually, I, I would say I am what you would call a low-end collector. I think probably the most valuable card I have in my collections, maybe four or $500. I don't have any of those really huge big-time cards. It's not that I wouldn't want one or, or anything. It's just that I am a teacher, and I don't have the kind of money <laughs> it takes to, to buy a card like that. Uh, but I just love collecting cards. I sit, you know, my wife and I watch a TV show at night, and I sit and sort through cards while we're doing that. Put cards in penny sleeves and top loaders, you know, do stuff like that. So it's just a real a hobby that I really enjoy. And I thought, hey, why not get on a podcast to talk to to you, who I know enjoys it, and then get some insight from other people that enjoy it. And I'd love to have people come on to our show and talk to us, people that are that are breakers, that run razes, maybe some local card shop people. You know, I'd love to get some some of these companies to come on and tell us about what they do and how they come up with some of the things they come up with. You know, any any of that kind of stuff would be great to have on this show. So if you're listening to this and you think you'd like to do that, shoot us an email over at toploaderscards at gmail.com or again, add us to Twitter at toploaderspod at toploaderspod. And, uh, you know, send us a private message uh, and, and let us know what you'd like to talk about. Let us know you'd like to be a guest. Uh, speaking of, of having some, you know, talking about some card companies. And, hey, Chad, why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, I guess some of the, as I said, I'm kind of, I guess you'd call a lower end collector. Do you have maybe a lower end or, you know, not a not a real high value kind of card, like um brand that you like to collect uh, you know something maybe somebody else doesn't look at is is super nice but you enjoy um i think when i'm looking at panini because i collect mostly football um if i look at the lower end i really like the illusions um cards um i just pulled or uh, received a, a second year hollow heroes herbert which i really just like the looks of is it a card that's worth a ton of money no but it's a card that i probably will never sell either so um i really just like the looks of those cards and there's a lot of different interesting you know acetate cards and parallels that that i that i really like about that um a brand that's not one of your you know huge you know a tops or a panini that i really enjoy is leaf um, i've got some leaf autograph um cards that i really enjoy i just like the looks of them are they expensive card no but um, I got some Leaf Sparkle autographs, and I got a Penny Sewell, um, or, you know, former Oregon Duck autograph. Um, I've seen some pretty sweet, like wrestling cards, like a Leaf uh, Ric Flair autograph that I should have bought at my card shop, but I waited, and now it's gone, so I'll never see it again. But um, I just really like, really like the looks of some of those cards. And when I'm talking PC. Um, the brand doesn't matter to me. You know, I just want the, the people or, or the, or whatever the case may be or the team I'm looking for. So. I think, you know, we, we've got some similar likes with that, um, with the illusions cards. A couple of years ago, I bought my first illusions. I, I don't know. It was a hanger box. I don't remember. I just know I bought one and I really liked them. I kind of, kind of really fell in love with those cards and i i didn't know why they weren't a more popular card and i still really don't know why they're not more popular amongst collectors but that is one of my favorite you know i guess you call it lower ends we see things a little different on the leaf cards maybe i just haven't seen the ones that you 
have seen. I just bought, uh, I don't know, uh, a little blaster box of them the other day because they had some autographs in them. I was, I was kind of curious. I just don't, I don't know. They just don't really look that great to me. I don't like the, the looks of them. Um, but ones I do really like that are, you know, they're a non-licensed product. They're not a big name brand. But I really enjoy these wild card uh, cards. They they came out in the 90s when I first started collecting. The Stripe came out, and I loved them then. I saw them on the shelf, and I thought, you know, I didn't know those guys were still out. So I bought some of the cards. And I've got some of these Illuminations cards. And I, I like the parallels. I like the looks of them. There's eight autographs and a hobby box of those. So you get quite a few autographs. You know, are they the highest end card on the market? Maybe not as far as, you know, thickness and material. Um, they're not a licensed product and they probably don't have as much value, but I just really like them. I just think they really, uh, they look good and, and they're, they're a quality card. And it kind of gives me, you get some of these, it's like, it's like collecting Bowman baseball. You know, you get the, the look at the minor league baseball players before they're, before they're in the bigs, well, it's kind of the same way with these wild card illuminations. It's the college football players before they get drafted or as they got drafted. So I think that's kind of my my favorite, you know, unlicensed maybe. I, I don't I hesitate to call it a lower end product, but but you know, not as valuable product right now as these wild card um, cards. Speaking of speaking of those kind of unlicensed cards. Chad, I know you're a big football card guy, and we seem to have kind of been stuck on football cards this episode a little bit. Um, have you had a chance to see these Bowman U cards that have just come out over the last uh, couple of weeks? Have you had a chance to look at any of those? Uh, I haven't. I do know, um, you know, the brand Bowman, but I haven't seen any of these Bowman football cards uh, that you're talking about. Um, but that's maybe something we'll I'll do some more research on and. You know, I've seen a ton of Bowman baseball, and people seem to enjoy those, but no football I've seen. Well, I happened to go into my local card shop, and uh, the, he recommended I, I pick up a couple of these hobby boxes of these Bowman U cards. And I hesitated at first by bottom. I'm really glad I did. They are really, really nice-looking cards. You get some Bowman first of a lot of these uh, college kids. You know, I, I picked up, uh, I think I ripped a, a Bryce Young uh, gold autograph of i think it was of 50 um and so it was a really nice sweet card i got out of there but these cards seem to be holding a lot more value than most unlicensed cards which is of interest to me going back to our other conversation you know we're talking about the junk wax era because a lot of unlicensed cards don't hold a lot of value a lot of times but as we move forward with fanatics having got the license on these companies you got to think that tops and Panini are still going to be producing cards. And so if Bowman U can kind of, you know, which is a top subsidiary, but if they can kind of hold their own in an unlicensed football card, you got to wonder if Topps and, and Panini are going to be able to hold their own with unlicensed football and basketball and, and baseball cards over the next couple of years. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of where this hobby goes. And, um, you know, I, I started collecting back when it was Topps football, right? There was Topps football cards. I still have some. Kind of Topps was the brand for most sports. And so now we're kind of, you know, moving again. And so it'll be exciting to see, you know, what's going to happen with what are these new cards going to look like and what's the next going to do. And, 
but we sure still have a lot of, you know, Panini. We still got Panini Prism, which is one of the higher end kind of cards that hasn't came out for 2022 yet. So we're just kind of waiting and still got um, 2022 Optic too, um, which is which are some other cards in, in some of those. And so it's an exciting time. Absolutely. Uh, so, Chad, you know, one, another segment I wanted to run on this show, I want to talk about some underrated guys, guys that you and I have kind of kind of been watching, maybe we collect, that maybe people out there listening uh, could could might want to know who we think maybe is underrated and, and, and we might be looking at collecting. I've done quite a bit of research. You know, I don't mind starting on this. I um, – I collect Justin Herbert, like I said, and I collect some of the other big names, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., Ladd. Um, I collect guys like that. But one of the underrated football guys that I've started to correct, and I, I don't know if he's going to go anywhere or not, but I, I just think there's a shot for him to, to be something pretty good, is Davis Mills, you know, former Stanford kid, um, got drafted, I think, in the third round by the Texans. Wasn't really projected to play much, but then that whole Deshaun Watson thing happened um, and and some injuries. And so he gets on the field, kind of steadily gets better, and now looks to be their starter going into 2022. So I kind of like, I'm looking at that as maybe an underrated, it's kind of a cheap buy. I buy some of those cards on eBay when I see them cheap. Um, So that's kind of one of my my football underrated guys. Um, Basketball. I, I look at uh, pool, you know, at Golden State. I think that, um, you know, Golden State's guards, while they're great, you know, Steph Curry is obviously really good. Clay Thompson's obviously, even coming back from his injury, he just he just put a dagger, uh, you know, in last night with that three-pointer at the end. But those guys are aging a little bit, and I think that we're going to see moving forward, you're going to see Poole stealing some of their minutes, whether it's off the bench or if Clay comes off the bench. And so that's a guy in basketball that I'm kind of looking at going, hey, you know, I'm, I'm collecting his stuff. Um, and then my, my baseball guy that I kind of collect, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Cardinals, uh, Dylan Carlson is a guy that I, I just kind of feel like that's a, that's a guy that maybe – um, you know, he he's not really underrated. A lot of people know who he is, but right now, with all the hype around Wander Franco, he's kind of not getting as much hype. So I, I'm, I've been picking up all those Dylan Carlson cards I can pick up, um, and I think that down the road his cards could hold some value. You know, if if that's what you're collecting for, if you're collecting to to gain some value out of them. So those are some of the guys I see. What about you? You have some guys in any sports that you see that you you know, maybe think are a little undervalued right now that could be somebody people should collect? Uh, I could think of two. So I've got um, a football quarterback from that 2020 class. Like, obviously, you have Burrow and you have Herbert. And, and so, but one that has some potential to, and is a starter, is um, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. So they, they drafted him, um, you know, a receiver weapon last year in Devontae Smith. They got AJ Brown in the trade. They, you know, they drafted a, you know, other players around him, and they're trying to build a better offense for him. So we're really going to see this year: is Jalen Hurts really the guy, or, or is it going to be somebody else? And so I think that there's some potential in Philadelphia to have an explosive offense. And so I think that's a guy I would look at. Jalen Hurts, maybe collecting some. Um, 
little more affordable than your Herberts or your Burroughs in that in that numbered card. Um, and then baseball-wise, um, I maybe have a little bias here because I am a Red Sox fan, and this person has been a, this this player has been around a few years. But I collect and I continue to collect, and that's Rafael Devers, uh, the third baseman. I think um, he's had some incredible years um, in, in the first few seasons, and I think it's only going to get better. And that's really somebody that, that I would look at, you know, who's going to have a long career in, in the major leagues. And if that's somebody that, you know, is it going to be the next um, Mike Trout? I'm not going to say that, but I think he's going to be a solid baseball player. And, you know, you have your others, Wander Franco and your Dylan Carlson that you spoke of. I have some of his cards as well, but those are the two that I can really think of at this time that I'm really looking at. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, I think those are some great ones. I've actually, uh, I hadn't really thought about all the weapons they put around Jalen Hurts. I'm going to have to dig through, you know, some of these cards. I'm looking around my my garage now where I'm doing this podcast where I'm thinking, hey, where did I put all those those Jalen Hurts cards? Because I had quite a few of them. So I'm going to have to go dig through and find those. Thank you for that. And I know I, I sold some too, but I still got a few numbered ones. So. Okay. <laughs> but let's not forget, we got to get another plug-in for that giveaway. Got to get yeah, the giveaway plug-in. Thinking the same way here. Yeah, don't forget, we're going to be giving away that Justin Herbert SGC 10 next week on the show. All you have to do is go to Twitter and follow us at Top Loaders Pod and then retweet this podcast. We're going to have the link to the podcast. Retweet it and follow us. You'll be eligible then for the giveaway. Um, and we'll be giving away stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know if we'll give stuff away every week, but we're gonna have quite a few giveaways on this show. So make sure you follow the show and, and listen to the show each week and, and throw us out some ideas. What do you want to hear us talk about? What do you want to, you know, who, what kind of guests would you like us to try and get on here? Let's, let's do that. I had one last topic for today's show, Chad, and that comes from, again, you know, reading in the Facebook groups, it's, uh, it's the the shipping of cards. You know, there seems to be a lot of people out there that that get upset on the on the Facebook groups that I'm on. They get upset with the way their cards are delivered. Uh, you know, one of the biggest sort of no nos, and I see people just get absolutely livid about is Scotch tape on the top loaders. So let's talk about, you know, what do you do when you ship cards? I'll tell a little bit about how I ship my cards and how we expect them to come in. And, um, and you know, and then also, what do you think? Like, if you get scotch tape on your top loader, does it does it ruin your day? Does it, like, you know, are you going to be bitter and you got a rain cloud over your day ahead all day long? Or, you know, like, you know, what, what kind of things really are, are things that really annoy you if you get a card shipped in that way? Um, so when I ship my cards, I will be very um, protective, maybe too much. I was shipped in a, in a uh, bubble mailer. I wrap, put my card in a top loader, um, you know, and I also wrap that in cardboard on each side. And then I use painter's tape to, um, I go painter's tape around horizontal, horizontally and vertically. Uh, maybe overdo it, but I just want to make sure that, that those cards are secure. And then I also uh, wrap it in bubble wrap, and then I put it in the bubble mailer. So um, I do the same thing with slabs when I mail them in boxes. Um, I just want to make sure that people know that I do take care of these cards, and they are hopefully more willing to buy or trade with me in the future. So um, that is how I will wrap up, ship those. Um, 
I really haven't had a bad experience with the card sent to me. I did have one sent in a plain white envelope from um, an eBay order. Um, the guy basically put it in the card saver, and then he wrapped it up in a white piece of paper, tri-folded, put it in a white envelope. I opened it up, and the card had fallen out of the card saver. So luckily there wasn't any damage to the card, but um, definitely um, something to keep in mind as I move forward um, when I buy cards from people. Yeah, thank you. So I, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that when I first sold my first batch of cards, I sent them terribly. And I learned from it. I actually refunded the guy completely because it was my fault. And I was still using those old, you know, folder sheets where you got the the nine, you know, places to put the cards. I had them all in, in penny sleeves and I'd slid them in there and I just mailed those sheets in a manila envelope and i never taped them closed or anything and the guy said the cards went everywhere and bent everything up and it was a terrible mistake on my part i i refended him completely um and 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 so i and i learned from that and so now when i ship cards uh, i do much like you do they all go in a you know penny sleeve and a top loader card saver um i always put a little bit of painter's tape over the top of that that floater or card saver, whatever, just so they can't slip out. A couple pieces of cardboard over them. I've actually used old like cards before instead of cardboard. If they're you know just base cards or whatever instead of cardboard. Um, and if I have a team bag, I'll put them in a team bag and put cards around them that way. But always put some cardboard around it. I don't do a second bit of bubble wrap. I always put in a bubble mailer, but not a second bit of bubble wrap like you do. Um, but that's not a bad idea. You, you know, I don't know that you can overprotect them. I just don't know that that was really necessary on my end. I've never, besides that one issue I told you about, never really had an issue with cards. Um, if I put the cardboard around them, top load them, and then painter's tape. Obviously, I've had some scotch tape. People send scotch tape on my top loader. It does not bother me nearly as bad as it seems to bother some other people. I feel like I'm buying the card, not the top loader. And so as long as the card isn't damaged, I'm not really that upset. Uh, the top loader does take a little work to reuse. Uh, I kind of just, I, I keep all those kind of top loaders in a drawer. And then when I get on oh, no, a dozen of them or so, I take them. I've got a little goo gone. I, I put the Gugon on, clean them all up, uh, and then dry them out, and then I use them on. You know, I try and always just never use those on my really good cards. Those are kind of on my $1 cards or something like that, just in case there's any residual anything on them. But uh, yeah. it's not a real big deal to me in order to get scotch tape. I don't let it ruin my day, but I would try and avoid that. It obviously frustrates some people when you're selling cards. You know, you want to keep your buyers happy, so... You know, avoid that if you because it, it upsets people. Right. So I think that's it for today's show. You know, we covered a, a few things. We talked about um, the cards we collect. So we talked a little bit about the giveaway that we're going to have at Top Loaders Pod on Twitter. Follow that and retweet, and you'll get a chance to win that SGC ten Justin Herbert. Talked a little bit about how to ship cards and and what we like to see. Talked about some underrated guys that we saw. Uh, I think it was a pretty good show. Great conversation, Chad. I always enjoy talking cards with you. Uh, you got anything to add? 
I think, hey, great, great episode number one. Don't forget that giveaway. Make sure you share, get it to your Facebook, Twitter groups. Um, again, we want to get as many people talking about cards as possible. We know what's happening. We just want to be part of the conversation. So don't forget to be a part of and be a part of that giveaway. Um, some future shows, we're going to talk about grading companies, you know, HGA, SGC, PSA, Beckett, all those multiple options you have when it comes to grading and, and why we choose what we choose uh, for our cards. So I can't wait to, to get into that along with, the, you know, a lot more topics. But we just want to talk cards. If there's things that you need to talk about or want to talk about or know somebody that would like to be a guest, please email us at toploaderscards at gmail.com and we will reach out, um, get you on the show and, and talk more about cards because that's all we want to do. All right, that's it for today. Thanks, Chad. And Yeah, hey, thanks, Right. Everybody, get out there and rip a pack of cards. Have a great time. Enjoy this hobby. Thank you.